Hey, 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 Building Code listeners. The Building Code is one year old now. We're so excited to celebrate this milestone with you. I'm Tom Houghton. I'm Paul Worth. We thank you so much for listening and tuning into our podcast. Of course, dropping every week to your phones, devices, wherever you're listening. Every Thursday, don't miss an episode. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and like our podcast. Again, we appreciate everyone who's been a part of The Building Code for this past year, all of our listeners and guests, and we thought what better way to celebrate one year than to take a look back at some of our highlights from the last year. So we've got clips from 10 episodes coming at you, and we'll kick it off here with episode number one, where we started it all with the founders of Builder Trend. That's right, Steve Duggar, Jeff Duggar, and Dan Houghton. So take a listen to this clip and hear from Steve Duggar, who shares his thoughts. The lesson learned is recessions are actually a great time to build a business mm. because to Dan's point, um, you have, if you do things right and you do put your, your foot on the gas in sales and developing your, your product and you can really emerge as a leader when your competitors are taking the foot off the gas. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. If you want to hear more about the origins of the podcast and the origins of Builder Trend, make sure you check out episode one. Our next clip comes from the first recording that we did live at Builder Trend University. This was back in March 2019. And here's a clip from episode six with Brownhaven Homes. So the first time I visited Builder Trend with Brad, we were actually about to change CRM systems because we thought that one of the other two that we were looking into offered a lot more options than what Builder Trend could do, and we just we needed those options. Mm-hmm. After my first day here, Brad and I were sitting on the Builder Trend patio, Beautiful. and I called Brad. We were both sitting with our beer, and I called yeah. <laughs> or I called John, and he said that we sounded like kindergartners. We were just so giddy and so happy, and I told him right there on the phone. The first thing I said was this place is awesome and we're not changing CRM systems. And he was like, what do you mean we're not changing CRM systems? You you said that these ones do all these great things. And I said, well, guess what? And he said, what? I said, Builder Trend does too. We just didn't know it. (laughs) We have a ton of great companies that come visit us every month at Builder Trend University. And that's, we had no shortage of them that first time we recorded. So we wanted to share another clip from another episode, episode seven, with Trunk Bay Construction. So this was something that I think my uh, my dad came up with a, f- a few years ago. He he gives everyone a visual. He, he'll tell the, this to them from the first meeting. He says, right. hey, I'm going to promise you a lot of things and deliver on every single one of them and more. If I do all of that, I'm going to spin your shoulders around and say, go tell people. He'll, yeah. he'll tell them that in the first meeting. And then when, when we close a house, when we have our walk through the day, it closes, uh, he'll, he'll say, Hey, you know, your house is beautiful. Uh, we've loved it. We've loved getting to know you guys. The best thing you can do for us is, is go tell, you know, go, if, if anyone's asking about moving, you know, uh, buying property, selling property, we're also real estate agents. So that, that helps as well. But just, just tell them that we try to serve people the best as we can. That's, that's really our, that's amazing. Business, That's great. So. That is a great little yeah. uh, tip. Builder Trend users come from all over the world, and we were so excited to have our first Australian on the podcast in episode 12. Here's Jason from Beyond Build. Well, as we sort of expanding um, and more and more guys are coming onto the team and my role's, you know, not directly hammering in nails, you know, standing frames and hanging doors anymore. Um, we realized that we're trying to become more of a volume builder. So we've got to sort of invest in our marketing and, and build the brands as well. Um, we find videos very engaging. 
Um, they're quite popular over, especially in Sydney. So we're investing. We've got a great guy that you know comes out post job and got the drone going, and and you know they're all on our socials and website as as I'm sure you've seen. But we find the great feedback from the videos, and it just sort of that point of difference between you know every other building company in Sydney. But yeah, it's it's we sort of found the value in in investing a bit in you know get the website up and running to bring in more leads and and socials. Are, you know, it's super important in this in this day and age, and we found that sort of niche in the market now that you know we feel like if you're not doing it in five or ten years, you're really going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about emerging technologies on the podcast, and one of those, of course, is solar panels. So, on episode 18, we were joined by the owner of Ipsen Solar to share his experience in the industry. And now, solar panels are so much cheaper, and the the, the price of solar project is just labor and insurance and design work is not just the solar panels anymore so now we attach solar panels to roofs like that are east facing west facing and we start even installing north facing which just a few years ago was like if you did that you were like a moron like you don't know about the solar industry like that's a no-go you don't do that but now solar panels are so cheap that once you take on a project once you start construction you're on the roof you're like if you do one side of the roof and the other one is facing north and not like a like, not like a steep uh, incline, might as well put them on an north face. So the, the industry is changing rapidly, yeah. Matt Reisinger joined us in episode 20 to talk about building science. It's a pretty common misnomer that houses need to breathe, and people talk about that all the time. But in fact, houses don't need to breathe. People need to breathe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when we talk about houses that need to breathe or the people that say, oh, your house needs to breathe, I usually say, well, why don't you just go ahead and build people with a, with a window in the house that will never close? Because building a leaky house is the same as building a house with a window that will never close. You know, would, would you build a house with windows that only went within one inch of shutting but never actually shut? That's the same as building a leaky house. No, we want to build very, very airtight houses, and we want to control the airflow on our terms, not when the wind is blowing. So a leaky house, you know, you never can shut the windows, whereas a tight house... We want to seal it up really, really tight, as tightly as we can on the envelope, the exterior skin of the house. That's the windows and doors. That's the framing. That's all the penetrations, whether it's electrical outlets to poke through or plumbing vents or whatever it is. We want to seal all that up really, really tightly. And then we want to bring fresh air in on our terms. Mm -hmm. Just like your car, you know, when traveling down the highway, you press the button hit the fresh air button, you know, that car has a mechanical system that can bring that air in. It can heat it and cool it. It can drop the humidity and it can remove the pollen before that air enters your car. Our houses have the same ability to do that for not much money, really, and for very, very high efficiency so that we can make our houses very, very comfortable with very, very clean air. And then we can bring fresh air in on a measured filtered basis and we can bring it in when we want it to be brought in and oh by the way we want to bring it into the important places you know you spend like 40 percent of your lifetime is spent in your bedroom so wouldn't we want fresh filtered dehumidified cooled or heated air in our bedrooms yes we would and we can do that for not that much money really in the scheme of building a house that's my uh my rant on air tightness our next clip features rob carlisle of carlisle classic homes and he's talking about company culture Let's talk about your culture a little bit because you were voted uh, in the top 100 best companies to work for by Seattle Business Magazine. What would you say is the thing that sets you apart in that? Yeah, I mean, you know, whether it sounds cheesy or not, I mean, 
I, I, I tend to try and look at the company as a family, um, as that if I treat everyone that works here as, uh, an owner, right. That they have the ability to speak into the company's direction, our policies, um, what type of projects we're going to do, what type of clients we're going to work for, what type of benefits we're going to have. Um, and that they feel their voices heard, um, that in the end that creates a better experience for our clients. Um, and that experience for our clients is what sells our company. Um, it's just like, uh, you know, contractors can get in a downward spiral really quick, really quickly. You know, you're going to, you're going to pay people as little as you can, and then you're going to have subs that underperform and people that underperform and clients are going to see that and they're going to be, you know, hesitant to, to trust you with their money. And then you have less money to pay subs and your employees what they're worth. And it's kind of like you can just, you know, see this spiral go down in, into oblivion. Um, whereas we're trying to build it in the other direction, right? Take really good care of our people build this culture of something that they want to be a part of. And then they're going to take great care of our clients. They're going to interact well with our subs and treat our subs well. And then two have policies that, you know, pay your subs promptly and treat them well and treat them fairly. And you're going to create an environment that people want to be a part of, whether they're the employees, whether they're the subcontractors. And then that in turn attracts clients that want that. Um, And so it's just been, it's been something that we've been working on since day one, and it was really fun to be noticed um, and, and recognized for that effort. Um, we do a few things out of the box. Like one of the things we have is we, it's called Read for Reviews. So every year when it comes time to sit down and do the yearly employee review, um, they have to read from kind of a select list of books. And so the first year they have to read good to great. There's kind of no choice. And then the next year they can read different books like boys in the boat outliers, how to win friends and influence people. Um, and the list kind of goes on and on, uh, with, with more books that are, are in there. And, uh, it's not, uh, a huge part of it is just personal development, right? Uh, if you read the studies, People often leave. The number one thing they cite is, oh, I'm leaving because I'm not paid enough. Um, But if you actually have studies that dive into the reason they left, it usually has very little to do with pay. It really means I'm leaving because I'm not being paid enough to put up with your BS. (laughs) Don't forget to check out the entire episode. It's episode 39. Ryan Hay of Oakman Building Company shares his journey with BuilderTrend and how he quit in episode 46. After about eight months, we started like, hey, I don't feel like we're using this software. And we kind of had a team meeting about it. And we said, what's the, you know, is this worth it? One, do we need it? It's only, you know, there's four of us in the room. um, And the admin uh, wasn't even there at that time. So it's the bookkeeper who we weren't doing the budget stuff through there. So it's like, what, what is you know, is this worth it? And we kind of came to the decision that, hey, maybe we can go back to our rudimentary um, third, you know, hodgepodge of apps and softwares and and do it that way. Our clients weren't really using it probably because we weren't pushing it. 
Um, we can do our daily communication through email. We can do our file storage through Google Drive or Dropbox or something. We can, you know, com- selections can go back into Excel, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we pulled the plug and we turned it off and, um, you know, we built a Google Drive. We, you know, transferred our schedules over to Microsoft Project and then stopped with uh, the daily logs. Um, we tried to do, during that period that we were off, we tried to do daily logs in an email. Uh, to me, um, it it wasn't as, ro- you know, it didn't, it, it worked for a while. Um, and then during that time, we just kind of got back in old habits and, and everything kind of like fell off. We, we started dropping the ball more on plans. We started, you know, how, you know, clients would ask us, how do, how do you communicate with us? Where's all like, where can we see what's, you know, all of this documentation? And I'd think to myself, I'd be like, uh, dang, builder trend would have been perfect. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, shoot. <laughs> but it's like, we have this Google drive that will share a link to this folder and that's where your plumbing fixtures are. And it just kind of felt, I don't know, rinky dink and kind of amateurish of how we were trying to sell kind of our process. And we're trying to be an, you know, an elite luxury, high performance home builder who, who prides ourselves on being the, the most attentive team in the, in the city. And, you know, yet we're using kind of this hodgepodge group of things and every, there's different pieces of information everywhere. And so we were sitting, you know, same kind of thing, like, Hey, now this isn't working. And uh, one of my project managers is like, let's go back to Builder Trend, but let's do it right. Our last two clips are from the International Builders Show this year in Las Vegas. First up is Brad Levitt of AFT in episode 51. This healthy home thing, this is a new uh, trend that we're seeing. I like yeah. this trend. I think it's a, a good trend. Well, I mean, what do you mean like healthy, like the people who live there live a healthier lifestyle lifestyle because of the air quality whatever all the things we're doing well you think about it one of their big pitches is i mean you think about it today i mean we spend you know humans for a long time we're outside and now 90 percent of our time's inside right we're at work in our office we're in our home in our car and so you know we're we've worked on the energy efficiency of the home and the building science but we haven't really figured out with this tight home how does that impact us because you know, the minute you start putting in furniture and the VOCs from that, from all the fabrics that are in there, paint, right? The VOCs and, you know, those chemicals and, and other things that affect that. So, you know, it's really important that we start to understand, okay, how can we continue to kind of push that envelope and just be healthier as, as people, especially in today's day and age. What's yeah. a VOC? So VOC is, uh, I'll have to it's look like up a, the exact it's a, but it's the off-gassing. Like and it's like particles. Yeah, too. It's, it's the like particles measuring. that come from paint. You know, it's like a freshly painted room, the yeah, VOC. The so it's that fume. And then same as like from furniture, the same thing. I mean, some of the furniture or toys we buy, right? It has yep. inherent chemicals that come into the air and particles we breathe. We're all wow. family guys here. We had, we when we had one of our kids, we bought a uh, camera that had a VOC monitor in it. Uh, so anytime the wow. heat would kick on at night, you know, to heat up the room for the for the kids, the VOCs would just spike through the roof. You know, and so wow. I mean, this is moving all the particles and yep, yep, yep. So definitely interesting to see where that space is headed. Yeah, it's exciting for sure. The more yeah. we know, the better it is, right? And, Absolutely. And that's why we're here at the Builder Show, right? To see some of these new technologies and 
new products and, and see how that affects and you know and how we can use it to help strengthen our business. So. Nick Schiffer joined us again for his second appearance on the podcast in episode 52. You mentioned uh, full circle in the communication, right? So I haven't I haven't actually talked to a lot of people about this, but recently uh, we had this guy on our podcast, Tattoo Fly Guy, and he, he he's part of this corporation for fly fishing for veterans. Um, okay, yeah. He was on our podcast for a couple minutes talking, you know, about his, you know, it was for Veterans Day we had him on. And a week later in the mail, I get a thank you note for having him on the podcast. And meanwhile, like, I, I do a pretty good job about email follow-ups, thank yous, thanks for the opportunity. Hey, I heard I lost the job. It's okay. Thank you. Like, I'm pretty good about that. Stopped it. I ordered a thousand branded postcards and every person I meet with, like, architect or just anyone past clients I get to my office I write a note I throw it in the mail huge and it's because when I, I remember opening that and I never even reached out to him I, and, I, and I think about that fact that I should be reaching now out to you him should, you should send him a thank you I should like schedule coffee yeah. with him to say thank you for the thank well, you well maybe note. you you guys have a thank you off yeah. and it's just like <laughs> just thank you you're no no thank you no no thank you but I remember the way I, I felt opening is totally and, great. and it's like we, you're absolutely right. This we're we're so digital that you are losing this personal touch. Where, I you know now I send it and there, a few people reached out and was like, I, we bought a car like or we just re upped the lease on my wife's car, and I sent a thank you note. Hey, hey, thanks for you know making that process easy. Look forward to working with you in the future. He was like, dude, no one in my entire career has ever thanked me like that. Thanked me, yeah. Right, and I was like, cool man. That's huge. Like dude. I that, totally coming agree with soon that. to Builder Trend. <laughs> Yeah. The ability to digitally create this and then physically send it out. We're going to partner with somebody. You're going to have 400 kids like, writing 170. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, today. Yeah. <laughs> the our, product team is going to hate me. Our for intern program is going to be bad. <laughs> we need more stamps. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the penmanship. You know, yeah. It was a 17-year-old. What an amazing year of podcasts we've had. We are so thankful again to all of our guests for joining us and, of course, you, the listener. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing all the great content we've got planned for year two of The Building Code. Love what you heard? Don't forget to rate and subscribe to our podcast so you can hear from more guests that will benefit your business. Also, please check out our show notes page for more information on what we discussed on this episode. You can find it at buildertrend.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on The Building Code. Appreciate you.